Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Soren from New York, who is five, her sister Judith, who is three, and their dog Bronson. Hello to Harley. Hello to James and Arabella from San Francisco. Hello to Brielle, who is six and lives in Madison, Wisconsin. Hello to Sabine from New Jersey, and hello to Joden and Farron and their puppy Otsi from Vancouver Island in the Cowichan Valley. I'd like to say happy belated birthday to Jackson from San Francisco, who turned 10 on March 22nd. Happy belated birthday to Lila May, who turned 6 on March 23rd. Dad and Mom love you very much. Happy belated birthday to Eva Luna Delgado from Ellensbury, Washington, who turned 7 on March 25th. Happy belated birthday to Luna, who turned 4 in January, and her rescue cat Coco, who turns 1 on March 25th. Happy belated birthday to Harvey from Taichung, who had a birthday on March 26th. Daddy and Mommy love you very much. Remember to be brave, Harvey. They will always be there with you. Happy birthday to Charlotte Juniper Fisher from Lake Oswego, Oregon, who is turning seven on March 27th. Happy birthday to Noah from Bangalore, India, who likes Cuphead and is turning eight on March 27th. Your family loves you. Happy birthday to Nisha from Whitehorse, Yukon, who has a birthday March 27th. Happy birthday to Sarah Kaiser from Perth in Western Australia, who was turning six on March 28th. Happy birthday to Riley, who is turning five on March 28th. Mommy is so proud of you and loves cuddling up every night for sleep tight stories. Happy birthday to Katie E. from Houston, who is turning seven on March 30th. Happy birthday to Cullen from Wellington, New Zealand, who is turning nine on March 31st. Happy birthday to Cleo from Sweden, who is turning four on March 31st. Mommy and Daddy love you very much. Happy birthday to Violet Rowan, who is turning four on April 1st. With so much love from Mama, Dada, and Sylvie. And happy birthday to Aryav Chaba, who is turning seven on April 2nd. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org support. Thank you. Have you ever moved to a new place? Were you excited to move 
or did you feel like it was the last thing in the world you wanted to do? Coco in our story does not want to move away from her home, her friends, and the place she has lived forever to this place where everyone lives in igloos and skates to work? Coco is excited about only one thing, and that is flying on an airplane. When Coco lands, she sees that things are not quite as she expected, but there are still some surprises for her. Coco moves to Canada. Today was moving day. The day that Coco left the place she had called home for all of her life. She wasn't too happy about leaving and argued and begged her parents to not move to this far off place where everyone lived in igloos and skated to work. Why couldn't we stay where it was warm all year round and continue to live in our big house? Coco didn't want to live in an igloo and couldn't skate. How would she survive? Her parents never listened, even when she said she would miss her friends and teachers. They simply said that she would make new friends and have new teachers. That was easy for them to say. They were already grown up and life was easy for them now. Even traveling to this far off place was difficult. Coco was only allowed to take one stuffed friend with her on the plane. The rest, along with her Legos, books, art supplies, and just about everything of value to her, had to be shipped separately. What a terrible decision. It took Coco two weeks to choose which friend she would take with her on the plane, a little gray rabbit named Flopsy. She chose Flopsy because she thought she would be too scared to be stuck in a dark box for a really long trip. Though she wouldn't admit it to her parents, she was excited about one part of her move. In a few hours, she would get to ride on a large airplane for the first time in her life. She used to spend a lot of time lying in the grass watching the planes fly over her head, wondering where the people in them were going. Now she would have her chance if only it was a return flight. She suggested that to her parents too, but they said no again. No was her parents' favorite word. Coco had the window seat and watched as the plane noisily took off and rose high in the sky. Looking down, Coco could see her favorite park the museum her class often visited, and all the messy buildings that made up the place she still wanted to call home. This high up in the sky, everything looked like little toys, 
But as cool as the experience was, Coco couldn't stop feeling a little sad about leaving. The flight was going to be over 12 hours long. So after Coco and her parents had something to eat, Coco, exhausted from all the excitement, fell asleep until she was woken to eat breakfast. This wasn't too bad, she thought, being served food, then sleeping, and then being served food again. Before long, they landed in a large city with a strange-looking building with a pointy tip and boarded another, much smaller plane that would bring them to what her parents called their new home. This flight wasn't nearly as exciting, as there was no food, and her friend Flopsy was feeling kind of hungry. As they came to land at their destination, Coco looked out the window and saw a patchwork of green fields, forests, and red soil. Below, she also saw what looked like houses. What she didn't see were igloos, snow, or people skating everywhere. Mom, I thought we would have to live in an igloo. Isn't this place frozen and white all the time? Coco asked loudly so that her mother would hear her over the noise of the airplane. Of course not, child, her mother replied. Where did you get such an idea? I think Yusuf told me. Yusuf was being silly and probably trying to make you laugh. He was always the funny boy ever since he was born. Coco moved into her new home, which looked a bit strange to her being made of wood, but she took comfort in the fact that at least it wasn't made of ice. It wasn't easy, but eventually, Coco adjusted to the cool air, the strange habits of the locals, and the new rules she had to follow. She had a hard time always having to wait at a crosswalk. At home, she could cross the street wherever she liked. She started school and thought her teachers were nice and her classmates were friendly. She was surprised at how different everyone looked. Everyone seemed to come from strange, faraway places. One classmate even came from a strange-sounding country called Miskush. Coco was a little shy and hadn't made any friends yet. One morning, something peculiar happened. Coco was at the front door of their house, which had a window that allowed her to look out onto their front step and walkway and the neighborhood beyond. It was time for her to walk to school, but she was a bit afraid. White stuff had started falling from the sky, and it had blanketed the whole neighborhood. The houses were covered in white. Sidewalks, the front yard, and especially the front step of their home. Mom! Mom! Some kind of ash is falling from the sky! Coco yelled from the front door. Her mother came quickly from the kitchen to have a look. 
Oh, Coco, this is snow, you know this. It's the first snow of the season, and it looks beautiful. Put on your new coat, it's time for you to go to school. Don't forget to stop and cross at the crosswalk, her mother said as she returned to the kitchen. Coco put on her coat but stood at the door a little longer, her eyes wide as she looked at the falling snow. She was hesitating, unsure about what would happen when she went out and stepped on the rising amount of snow on their front step. Would the snow make a sound? Or would it be so cold that her feet would freeze? Would she slip and fall and hit her head? Don't just stand there. Go outside and go to school, her mother yelled from the kitchen. Coco opened the door and decided to jump out onto the step, which she did, and the snow blew away when she jumped. It was like the flowers her mother liked when she ran through a field of them and their white seeds flew in the wind. Standing there on the front step, she got a chill as the outside air was much colder than the day before. But the sight of the snow covering everything in sight made her forget about the cold. Coco was amazed at the soft and powdery sensation underfoot as she took more and more jumps in the snow. She giggled as she jumped and jumped, sending snow flying in all directions. Wow, she said out loud. It's not slippery at all. It looks, feels, and tastes great. Coco couldn't resist as she jumped to school, sticking her tongue out to have a taste. Maybe moving here isn't so bad after all, she thought. The white snow looks so clean and pretty. That day at school, she found it hard not to stare out the window at all the snow falling on the ground. The teachers were kind and only told her to pay attention five times. After school, she walked home alone, feeling less excited about all the white around her as the air had gotten much colder throughout the day. She still hadn't seen anyone skating around town. People pretty much moved around like they always did, just with bigger coats and heavy boots. Brr, it is so cold here, she thought. Sure, the snow is beautiful, but I don't know if I can handle such bitter cold. So she started walking even faster, and then faster again. If her boots weren't so heavy, she might have run. Coco was in a hurry to get home, where she knew it would be much warmer. Unlike where she came from, houses here had heaters, and her mother always had the house super warm. As she was walking quickly and with her house almost in sight, Coco hit an icy spot on the sidewalk, slipped, and flew up in the air, landing on her bum. Ouch, she yelled. Stupid snow, stupid cold, stupid ice. I don't like it here anymore. I want to go back to my real home. 
Coco wasn't hurt. It happened so quickly that it scared her. And sometimes being scared makes people get angry. She got up, brushed the snow off her new winter jacket, and slowly continued down the street toward her house. She took really small steps, thinking that that might help her to not slip again. Maybe after I tell my mother I fell, we can finally return to my real home, where I have friends and had fun and didn't fall on silly ice, and where it wasn't so cold that I might freeze, Coco mumbled to herself. She sighed. She knew her father and mother would disagree no matter what she said. They loved the snow. And because they were old, they didn't have to worry about all the things that she did. Coco finally arrived at the walkway leading to her house. Even though she found it cold, she continued walking the last little bit as slowly as possible. She didn't want to fall again. As she was going down her walkway and about to go into the house, she heard someone call her name. Coco! Hey, Coco! It was one of the boys from her class. He was with a bunch of other kids she recognized from her school across the street, and they were building something in the snow. Coco waved and quietly said hello. Why don't you come over and play with us? It's super fun, and we could use your help to build our fort. Coco was a little shy and hesitated, and hesitated, and hesitated. She saw her mother at the door waving her off with her hands and mouthing the words, Go, child, go! Coco looked at Samuel and quietly said, Okay, I'll be right there. She walked over and Samuel introduced her to all the kids. Is this an igloo you are trying to build? Coco asked. Something like that, I guess. Bob, one of the other kids, replied. We need to build a fort so we can be ready when the other kids from up the street walk by. Ready for what? Coco asked. Well, ready for the snowball fight, of course. We do this every year and we haven't won yet. But now that we have you, maybe we have a chance. Samuel said. Me? But I don't know how to make igloos or forts, Coco replied. In class, I remember you sharing how you used to make houses with your friends where you came from. This is the same, but with snow. And besides, when it comes to snowball fights, there is always strength in numbers, Samuel said. For the next hour, and each afternoon afterwards, Coco helped Samuel and the other kids make the best fort they had ever made. She soon forgot all about the cold, snow, and how she had slipped and fell. They didn't win any snowball fights, but they had a lot of fun, and Coco found new friends in the new place she now called home. She never forgot where she came from, but she was happier than she had thought she ever would be. And she even eventually learned to skate.
And that's the end of our story. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs>